Good evening, Mover Abaisai. Continuing along here, Perek Beis. Perek Beis is explaining three aspects. There's a short Perek, once again, and explaining three aspects to why the need for both facets of explaining the obligation to serve Hashem. We haven't yet gotten into the actual way of serving Hashem. And what is the essence of Avodah Selekim, which Chavis Avavas will tell us. He's going to crystallize it for us. He's going to define it for us. What exactly is Avodah Selekim? What should be on the mind of someone who wants to serve Hashem properly? But first, the need to know that we have to serve Hashem. And really, it should come from the Seichel. The intellect should tell a person that he receives so much good from the one who is the provider of all good, and that being Hashem Himself, Therefore, it behooves us to serve Him. And secondly, we have proofs and guidance from the Torah. So here, Berak Beis, the Chavisavov, is telling us, why do we need two of them? Let's just keep it from Seichel. A human being has Seichel. Therefore, he's obligated to serve Hashem. Why isn't that sufficient? Why do we need this Heora HaTairiya? Why do we need also a, a little bit of a stimuli from the Torah of the need to tell us there's an obligation from the Torah to serve Hashem. Not about how to do it. Of course, we're going to need the Torah to know how to do it. But why the, the even the Hisurus, the fact that we have to be aroused from, from an external place, the, namely the Torah, instead of just internally, we should know it from our Seichel, our intellect. So reason number one, he said, is because the there's a conflict of natural forces within the person, within the human being, that is his goof and his neshama. And the goof wants everything that's pleasurable. The goof is a pleasure seeker by nature. And number two, the, he's created also with a neshama. And the neshama is a spiritual seeker by nature. But there is this conflict. And truth be told, the goof has a head start. And the goof automatically... In order for the, that's the way HaKadosh Baruch created us, in order for the goof to develop physically, to be able to grow properly. So we have to be able to address the needs of the goof of the body before we address even the needs of the seichel, of the neshama. And therefore, since it has a head start, and it sort of overpowers the seichel, so we need reinforcements. Okay, we need other resources, or better said, we need reinforcements to the Seichel side, that being the Torah. Number two, Memnei Vasheni. Vasheni, the second reason is, Shaseichelu Etzem Ruchani. The Seichel comes, the Seichel here means not only just the, the intellect, because like, oh, this person is a very smart person, he's a tremendous IQ, he has a great intellect. Here the Seichel is referring to is really the Neshama, which is the where the, where the Seichel resides. HaNeshama Shebemeichi, as we explain. So the Seichel, meaning the Neshama, the clear way of thinking, in a spiritual sense, who Hu'atzem Ruchani, comes in its very essence, is from a spiritual place. Where does the Neshama come from? It comes from the exalted world. It comes from the upper worlds. We have a uh, a, uh, a Rashi, fascinating Rashi, in Mesechtes Yevamis. And Rashi tells us that there is a chamber in heaven that is right next to the Kisei HaKovay, 
right next to Hashem's heavenly throne. And that chamber, ironically, is called Guf. And in that chamber called Guf contains all of the neshamas that have to be created in this world. When Hashem is ready to create another neshama, which as we know is, is every few seconds in this world, calls the Malach that's in charge of it. This already we know from the Gemara and Nida. The Malach brings this neshama, brings it to Hashem. Of course, that's not, not, not in, a, uh, in a serious sense, but maybe that's why the key, the, the, uh, this chamber of Guf is right next to the Kisiyakovah. The Neshama comes out and goes right to the Kisiyakovah. The Malach says, Hashem, how do you want me to program this Neshama? Should it be Gibor or Cholosh, Chacham or Tipesh, Oshir Oni? The only thing it's not, it's not programmed is Tzadik or Rosha. That's up to the person himself. That's up to each particular neshama. But this is constantly happening. And these neshamas are taken. But where is it taken from? It's taken from right next to the Kisiyah Kovid. And that's the more serious shot and why the Kisiyah Kovid backs up to this place called Guf, this chamber. Because that's where these neshamas were created 5,782 years ago. And Hashem says each one of these neshamas has a mission to go down and be brought down to this world. And as we know from the Ramchal Masil Shisharim, the Baal Masil Shisharim in his Sefer Das, Tavunas tells us that Hashem created with this system in order to give these neshamas, which really which could have stayed, stayed in that spiritual world and basked in the greatness of the Divine Presence. The only thing would have been missing is that that neshama would not have earned it's being there, benefiting from Hashem. And Hashem wanted that hatova, that goodness, that gift to the neshamas should be so powerful and so appreciated that the neshama earned it itself. Hashem says, the way I'm going to do it, I'm going to send the neshama on a mission. It'll be here in this world for 70, 80, 90, 110 years and then go back. And through those years, it will work. Now, in, in its time here in this world, it has to be encased in what we call the guf. And the Seichel, as Chavis of Ovis is saying, he is nigzim and oilum and oyen and It comes from a completely spiritual world. And it's really a stranger. It's totally a foreigner in this world of gufim ha'ovim. He calls it the, the thick bodies. In other words, the the bodies which are here just to indulge and just what appreciates what the body appreciates is relaxation, pleasure, eating and drinking, etc. But the the neshama, it, it doesn't. Uh, that's not what gives it. It's uh, that's not what it gives it. It gives it a, a rise. That's not what gives it pleasure. On the other side of the spectrum, where does the goof come from? Well, the goof comes, as we know, from Adam Marisha. Hashem took Afar Minu Adama and he packaged it together, formed the, the body of man, and then blew into its nostrils this Neshama. So, that was that's the prototype for every real human being. We don't see it happening in that way, but that's really in essence where it comes from. So our bodies are come from the 
from much more from the offer side of it, and that's why we're naturally lazy because offer just is still and goes down to the ground, and that's this combination. But that offer, what does it want? What does the body want? The body want just wants ma'cholim, and the more that it eats, it's mechazikit, it strengthens it in the noasagufiyes. Now we know Chazal tell us a uh, a one-liner about one particular pleasure in the world. But it says, the more you feed it, the hungrier it gets. That's, that's a, a, a rule of thumb, Chazala telling us. But the neshama, because it's a foreigner, there's nothing that's that coming to its aid. It doesn't have any friends in this world. You know? So when you don't have any friends in this world, it's hard to 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 get encouraged. It's hard to to, to strengthen yourself. It's hard to, to excel. It's hard to achieve more. You have no one encouraging. Everything around you is is telling you the opposite. I mean, we know this to be, uh, to work even in, in the person's personality and his psyche. When you're with people who are acting a certain way, you end up gravitating towards that sort of behavior. That's, that's the way it is. I mean, so many different tests and scientific experiments have been done with this. But that's the way it is. So the neshama, in its essence, it's always spiritual. So it really doesn't want to bend. It really doesn't change its essence because it's the neshama, that's the chelag lekamimal, that's the piece of godliness that each one of us has in it. And we know from different svarim, uh, I can mention one of them is the Sfasemis puts forth this yesoid, but it even comes from earlier sources that the in the neshama of a person, it's it's could be compared to it's a great muscle, the black box in the cockpit of an airplane. We're aware that there's always this black box that's indestructible. And you need that because you you need that to to uh, to for the reports and whatever what could have gone wrong. You need that one black box in the air; it's indestructible. And similarly, Hakadosh Baruch Hu made the neshama. But the truth is, not the entire neshama, but one aspect of everyone's neshama, which is probably what we call the chelikalikamimal, the actual piece of God which is instilled in everyone's neshama, that is never touched. That is untouchable, it's untainted, no matter how many averis a person does. And he he blackens his neshama because he made the wrong decisions and followed the goof and therefore affected his neshama also. And we know the neshama has layers and layers upon it. When Hashem finally will bring Mashiach, the Pasuk tells us, Mol Hashem Hashem will circumcise your heart. Circumcise from what? Well, we know where else do we have a circumcision? A baby at eight days old has a circumcision. And what happens? There's a layer of thick skin that's over it, and that has to be revealed. That has to be removed. So that's the same idea. It's the same muscle with, with these layers of layers that here we put on. That's removed. But that's just the most of the neshama. There's one part of the neshama. There's one aspect of the neshama that is always untouched. 
It's explained by the Brock of Mogain Avram. There's a shield that protects all the descendants of Avram Avinu with this protective shield that's never touched. The reason why that has to be is because if you would just leave it up to whatever the person could do on his own, that the Neshama gets caked over and stained over and over, it's impossible. That's it. It's just, there's nothing left to it. But there's always one little, what we call it, a spark. There's one little spark. And you know, when you ignite a spark or you fan a tiny little fire, it can grow bigger and bigger. And that's exact, that's indeed how the Neshama could come back and start fighting properly against the goof and start making the decisions to get into the driver's seat. And we, Baruch Hashem, in our generation, in the last many decades, we've seen this happen time and again. Tremendously strong people who have made this move of going against the current, going against the life they've been living, which is basically following the goof, and they decide to turn around and have the goof follow the neshama. They only will be able to do that because somebody fanned that little flame. Somebody sparked that little flame inside of them, and they heard it in their seichel, and then it ignited that neshama within them, and then it spread, that fire spread, until they're able to come back. But that's the marshal that Chavis is giving. The neshama by itself is really a nochr, it's really a stranger. It has no one who's going to strengthen it. The has no friends. Meaning, within its own guf. Obviously, it can go to a, a good shear, whether it's in Chavis Havavah, Shara Vedas Salekim, or you learn something in Torah. That, of course, is the chavah and the mechazik of the neshama. But in itself, it, it doesn't have any helpers. The guf has plenty of helpers. The eyes, the mouth, the stomach, all of the pleasure seekers of the of the guf. One is mechazik, the other one strengthens the other. But the neshama, he's there by himself. The akol connected everyone everything else in the human body is against it. Umenadinu sheyochalash. So it's only logical that it's going to get weakened. So it needs something else. It needs some other outside force, some reinforcement to be able to go against this strong type of a sheikh And then it should strengthen over the other side. That is the Torah. So the Torah could be understood as a medicine. The Torah is there as a, as a booster shot. You know, when, when the Neshama is very weak. So you bring the Torah and it comes in and it boots the Neshama to give it the strength that it needs. It's a all of the the sicknesses that the uh, that the uh, the sicknesses that the neshama has to in, endure because it's being overpowered by the guf. It needs something to be mechazeket. And again, within you can't find that. Therefore, we couldn't leave it up to the seichel itself. That's why we need the second thing called the Torah. And the Alkane, that's what we're going to have to see a little bit more tomorrow night in Mitzvah of different strategies that the Torah uses to help in this fight of the Guf and the Neshama. We'll see you then in Mitzvah tomorrow night. Agutenacht.